The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the best. Welcome to Non Google Search Month on the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and this month we're turning the spotlight onto how you can optimize your SEO efforts for some of the most important search engines that don't start with the letter G. And this week we're kicking off Non Google Search Month by publishing an episode every day discussing the history, status, and optimization strategies of Google's biggest competitors. Joining us for non-Google Search Week is Jordan Cooney, who is a world-renowned SEO strategist and the CEO here at Searchmetrics. So far, we've discussed the history of search outside of Google, how to prioritize and optimize your local non-Google search engines, how to think about some of the more regionalized search engines. And today we're going to talk about the verticalization of search for topics like video, e-commerce, and local search engines. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's the last conversation of non-Google Search Week with Jordan Cooney, lead SEO strategist and CEO of Searchmetrics, Inc. Jordan, happy Friday and welcome to the end of the road for non-Google Search Week. Woohoo! I see the finish line and I'm ready to cross. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about some of the ways that search has changed in the last few years and specifically the rise of more verticalized search. Um, there are some major players in the search industry that actually don't classify themselves as search engines, specifically Amazon and e-commerce, YouTube for video, and let's throw in Yelp for local search. Talk to me about how you think about the verticalization of search. Yeah, this is a great place to start. And uh, I think that ultimately what we really have here is, what we really have here is the, the kind of the 
the growth and maturity of text-based search in different experiences and the customizations required to make great experiences in vertical search. Most notably, I think one of the most commonly discussed search engines is uh, YouTube, right? I mean, YouTube is a video-based search experience. There's tons of other examples, Vimeo, others that, you know, really have to customize the experience to enable a true, you know, visual experience. Uh, So ultimately, like, there's YouTube in the video category. There's the local one around Yelp. There's e-commerce and Amazon. There's a lot of like hot button topics when it comes to vertical search. But I think that fundamentally, we can boil this all down to one element, which is how do you create rewarding experiences that Google cannot do at a macro level? And you can do in your... These experiences can do, excuse me, in a very specific and pristine way for that vertical. It's funny because I thought that the rise of verticalization was really centered around mobile and the rise of the app store where when someone goes onto their computer, and I guess there were desktop apps before, but now the experience, the first experience you're presented when you pick up a device, you know, the most commonly picked up device is choose an app, number one right? It is not, here's the web page that you decided is going to be presented, which for most people would be Google, right? So it's not the home of your browser. It's what apps you have on your, uh, you know, on your phone as the default that are in front of you. And that's what's causing the verticalization. Yeah. And I think that apps certainly helped to drive this further, right? So in particular with Yelp, right? Like the app-based experience is so rich that it forced users to become more accustomed to having a vertical search experience. The same goes for YouTube. But ultimately, I think that apps are no apps and mobile or no mobile. This was going to happen one way or another because it's literally impossible for Google by themselves to control all of search for every single experience. One of the most notable products that Google tried to build maybe eight or 10 years ago was the creation of kind of a custom search engine that you could integrate and embed into your sites. And, you know, that was kind of Google's way of trying to like combat this problem. But the realization is that Google by themselves, even with the support of someone who bought their custom search experience, really couldn't break down the fact that these big companies were creating rich experiences that people were falling in love with and wanted to use consistently. I think it's less about the search, right? It's not that Amazon can necessarily build a better search algorithm for products or that Yelp is going to show better local listings. It's really the auxiliary services that come around when you find something that you're searching for. They do a good enough job presenting you with the right product or with the right listing, but even if Google can do that slightly better, it's kind of the same reason why Google passed Yahoo is like they did a better job at search and then had all these auxiliary services as well, right? Yelp does a better job of not only showing you what the listing is, but then providing you with user-generated content to help you evaluate whether that's a place that you want to go or providing you with the contact information or the link to the map, a little bit more of a visual experience. That's absolutely right. I mean, and, and it's not that like Google by themselves is like completely forgetting about this, right? So I think one of the big changes that we're seeing right now in the industry, 
And then we should definitely go back to how these vertical search experiences work and why our listeners should be connected to it. But Google is trying to change the game by embedding vertical search experiences into the SERP. I mean, you search for a hotel nowadays, you're going to get a hotel finder. That hotel finder is going to allow you to refine by the star level, the ratings, the price point, all the things that you can do on Hotels.com, you can now do in the hotel finder that Google provides you in the SERP. And that's a no-brainer because Google can make ad dollars out of that and you never leave Google. You don't have to go to Hotels.com anymore. Now, the reality is, is it's too little too late in some of these verticals for Google to now control the search experience end-to-end. And I think, I think in some cases, it would be very hard for Google. Local being one of them, video being another one. I think those are places just, it would take a long time, a lot of muscle, a lot of energy for Google to really... I mean, the truth is Google does own video search for the most part, but it was through acquisition, right? They bought YouTube. And, you know, I'm sure that there is some data sharing between the YouTube property and Google that helps Google refine and understand when they should be passing traffic from Google to YouTube and when they should be presenting the video still on Google. I think the ones that stick out to me, and I'd love to hear your thoughts in more detail about you know, the competition between Google and Amazon and, you know, whether SEOs should be focused on optimizing their Amazon listings or whether they should be focusing on optimizing their product pages to show up in Google. Yeah, that's a very interesting topic. And I think that still to this day right now, there are two different distinct strategies that serve very different purposes. So think of it from like a more traditional marketing funnel. If you look at how Google allows you to generate exposure and awareness to your products, that is in in a nutshell how important having good rankings to your products is in Google. It is your biggest awareness channel, whether you're selling a product that everybody else sells or it's a unique product that only you offer. Google is your largest awareness channel hands down. Amazon's more about cutthroat competition, right? Like this is now your down funnel here. You're at the buying decision per point, right? So once someone goes into Amazon and they're doing a really specific search, they pretty much made a decision that they're going to buy this because they went to Amazon already, right? Amazon is not a browsing experience. I mean, it, it really isn't. Amazon has never structurally built themselves to be a casual browsing experience. They have some of these elements on the site, but it's taken them a long time to get to that place. And so it's pretty far-fetched to think that you'd be up-funnel, awareness-focused if you're trying to generate good rankings in Amazon. So I think that you serve very different customer needs and thus you have very different strategies for that. And that should be reflected then not only on the content and the way that you serve, on your site, but then ultimately, like even in business decisions, like how you price your product, how do you price your product on Amazon versus how you price your product on your website? Or what are some of the attachments or value adds that you might provide when someone buys something from Google versus someone buying something from Amazon? These are core business decisions that you have to make. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? 
Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So I'm going to brush over video because Google, as in Google Inc. or Alphabet, uh, you know, is an owner of the product, right? And they, they sort of have a stake in the video search game. Uh, you know, they, they own the second largest search engine in the world, which is YouTube. Let's talk a little bit about local and how do you think about the difference between optimizing listings for you know your pages to show up as local listings for Google or spending time optimizing for Yelp and the myriad of other local search engines. This seems like it's a more disaggregated industry where there's lots of places that you need to be listed. Yeah, so it does become a little bit more challenging because the listing games and the local game is one where... There's a lot of time and energy that can be put into them. And depending on your category, your industry, there can be a myriad of results. And so ultimately, it comes down to understanding your business category and how much affinity there is to that vertical search experience and thus how much trickle-down traffic can I generate from that. So for example, if you're a restaurant, it's a no-brainer. You've got to be in Yelp because you're going to get traffic from Yelp. It's just there's too much of an association, there's too much affinity, as I said earlier, between those two, that vertical search experience and then your site's ability to generate and acquire traffic from it. That doesn't necessarily mean that you completely disregard Google, but if I'm a restaurant owner, I, I would spend a lot of time on my Yelp profile. And I would probably spend as much time on my Yelp profile and my Yelp experience as I do on my independent website, maybe even a little bit more time on Yelp versus my independent website, and probably even less time on YouTube. So Jordan, there's an, another topic that we didn't really talk about, which is the Internet of Things, IoT, right? There's a, a whole set of other devices that are coming out that are essentially search-enabled. Talk to me about how you think SEOs should prioritize and what do they need to know about that classification of search engines. Right, right. I love how we're kind of going down the path here, right? Which is like, broadly speaking, big search, Google, other search engines. Then we're going down into these like verticals and specific players within local video and other places. And then now here we are, like this other enabled search, enabled being that it's part of either another device, like a, you know, an Alexa-enabled device, like an Echo, or other devices like your washing machine, your refrigerator, the works, your car nowadays. And the reality is that it's not just voice search, but device-based search experiences are going to change the game again. And they're going to change the way we do searches, the behaviors behind our searches, the way we interact in our refinement of searches. And this is going to really be one of the critical steps that I believe we all need to be very mindful of. But again, it's the last in the prioritization list. But 
one of my favorite examples is all these delivery service companies, right? Like the DoorDashes or the grocery delivery service for your local grocery store or Costco. Shout out to Good Eggs. You're my favorite. There we go. Good Eggs. These delivery service options, they are going to have to become relevant in the refrigerator space. I know that this sounds absolutely ridiculous, but you don't know what you don't know yet, which is that these refrigerators have sensors now. They have sensors, they have video, they have all this data they collect. And so they can literally enable Good Eggs or any other delivery service to let you know when you're out of eggs and have them delivered that day. And that is a remarkable feature that's going to change the search game because what happens when you get tired of the same old brown eggs that you've been buying for the last you know, year or two? And you go to your refrigerator and you say, hey, refrigerator, what are some of the other egg options that I can have? And so the refrigerator is going to give you choices and it's going to have to give you choices. And that is going to be a part of our everyday life. And so although that does not entirely here today, I do believe that especially the smart technology companies who are pushing the boundary of how search drives their business, they're thinking about this and there will be market makers that acquire traffic and revenue from this channel. There are many that are already doing it and there will be more successful companies in the future. You know, what I'm hearing by going through this entire week is that, you know, we think about Google being this monolith, this monopoly of search. They own 90% of the web-based, text-based search industry. And then when we break it down, you know, we think about, okay, well, they own 90% of that, but, you know, the biggest market in the world being China they actually have almost zero market share. And there's another search engine that's international. And then they lose you know, 10% over here to just the second players, the Bings, the Yahoos of the world. And then when we think about expanding beyond just Google, and we think about all the other places where people are searching, whether it's e-commerce, local, video, your refrigerator, maybe this is one that's a little farther down. Jordan, I know you love the the smart IoT refrigerator uh, analogy. I do. Yes, I do. But, you know, Google really owns a much smaller percentage of the holistic search pie than what we say when we're talking about web-based search. And so over the rest of the month, what we're going to be doing is diving in a little deeper, talking about some of the localized searches, some of the video, some of the e-commerce players to give you a sense of what some people that are spending their time optimizing for those platforms, how they think about the landscape and how they think about the competition between those channels and Google. So Jordan, before we say goodbye and we wrap up the non-Google search week, do you have any last words or anything else you want to say to the SEOs? Well, the big challenge here is creativity, right? And as we look at some of these non-Google specific search engines and experiences, it really begs the question of how your business and your business model and the content and the content assets you have can be applied and adapted into these new environments. So there's a tremendous amount of benefit when you find creative solutions that ultimately drive growth and success to your business through these non-Google related search experiences. And so best of luck to all of you. And if you have any questions, please reach out to us. 
Okay, and that wraps up this episode and the non-Google Search Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversations with Jordan Cooney, the lead SEO strategist and CEO of Searchmetrics, Inc. We'd love to continue this conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. If you have general marketing questions or if you'd like to talk about this podcast, you can find my contact information in our show notes or you can send me a tweet at Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you like this podcast and you want a regular stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed next week. Lastly, if you've enjoyed this podcast and you're feeling generous, we'd love for you to leave us a review in the Apple iTunes store or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, that's it for this week. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.